Located in North Louisiana, Evening Light Tabernacle has always held forth the scripture that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today we invite you to delve into the scripture with us as the ministry discusses God's truth in our day. team at Evening Light Tabernacle in Minden, Louisiana. On our last discussion, I shared what the late Henry Green once said. God started the church the way he wanted it, and now he wants the church the way he started it. I read a very interesting quote from George Gallup that he said in 1987 in a survey that he did so there's little difference in ethical behavior between the churched and the unchurched. There's as much pilferage and dishonesty among the churched as the unchurched. And I'm afraid that applies pretty much across the board. Religion per se is not really life-changing. People cite it as important, for instance, in overcoming depression, but it doesn't have primacy in determining, determining behavior. So, you know, we're living in a very um, difficult hour where um, people are very religious, at least by name, or, but yet in their very actions, they're really not portraying the very life of Christ. It was, Paul said it this way in Titus 1.16, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. So, you know, doesn't it seem today that churches are really just competing with the world um, for entertainment and they degenerated into nothing more than a happy fun time? What do you guys think? What are y'all seeing out there? I feel that... Uh sometimes the emphasis has left getting people to a born-again experience and has went to filling a church. Well, there's a great difference between a church member and a member of the body of Christ. That's right. Mm. It takes the power of God to regenerate a son or daughter of God. And Jesus said in his own words, except you be born again, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. So I feel that the emphasis have changed from the early church that it doesn't matter what kind of ungenerated people, as long as the church is filled and they get them churched or become a member, but there's no salvation in a church. There's only salvation in Christ. And this becomes a big problem when we face that we're living in the last days. Yeah, I recall when I first became a Christian, uh, the church that I was formerly at, would have rock bands come in and do concerts on Saturday night, and this was things that would attract a younger generation. It attracted, but it never changed their life. And what they did on Friday night, they carried on into Sunday morning or Sunday evening because they had this group come in. So firsthand experience, I've seen the church and their tools or programs to attract. They want the younger generation, and they do it by entertainment. They do it by these things of that nature, but it doesn't change their heart. And I believe that, you know, as Jesus says in Matthew 16, he built the church on a revelation. 
And I yes. think that's where we got to go back to is what is that revelation? And, you know, he even asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, they named this one and that one and this one and that one. But he says, well, who do you? It's got to be a personal revelation. Who do that's you right. say that I am? Mm -hmm. And when it becomes a personal revelation of who Jesus is to you, Amen. then he begins to build his church on that revelation, that rock. And that's why he gave the keys to Peter. Because Peter had a revelation of who Jesus Christ was. Yes. He was no longer the man that fished with him. He was no longer the man that walked the shores of Galilee. He became a personal revelation. It is his Savior, his Redeemer. And I believe Amen. that's where the church has failed is they got an entertainment, but they don't have the revelation. They can get people through the doors. They can get them under their roof. But then what do they do with them once they get there other than entertain them? And to, to Joe's point, they're failing to get them to the new birth. And I believe that's where modern religion has failed. And they have to, you know, resort to like um, like easy believism. You know, you believe on the Lord and you're saved. You know, they take it to that and then and thereby strip the power out of the gospel. So therefore you can live in your sexual sins. You can live, you know, smoke, smoking and all this stuff. that Just as you did as a, all you did was become a, a person of the world to a church member. You know. And, and the gospel has to have power in it. And we have witnessed that. We've seen it in just a moment. There's somebody in the presence of God and the Holy Ghost comes down and moves in their lives that we've, we've every one of us can witness and chain smokers that instantly the desire was gone. Well, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1 even talks about that in the last days it's going to be perilous times. Men are going to be lovers of themselves, of pleasure and things of that nature. And in verse 5, they have a form of godliness, but yeah. they deny the power. What is that power? It's the power of the Holy Ghost to, to live a, a to change, yeah. to live an overcoming life, to live a life of victory, to live a life of to where you're no longer beat down and succumbing to the pressures of this world. You can rise above that because yes. it's not you; it's a power that's in you, which is the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. Which was the emphasis of the apostles' doctrine, the entire New Testament. The emphasis to the church was the born again experience and the power of God. Now, I mean, that's Jesus' first doctrine, right? You must be born again. You must be born again. And so he introduced that as his very first basic doctrine to enter into the kingdom of God. Because he said, without this new birth, you will never see or understand the kingdom of God. And, and of course, you'll never go to heaven without that new birth. Right. It, but It requires that. Excuse me for interjecting, but when you think about the born-again experience, what does a church teach the born-again experience is? Well, they teach, you know, that um, we're all sinners and we just simply say a prayer or walk the aisle or worse yet, you know, raise your hands with your everybody's eyes closed and all heads bowed. And then we're good, we're good with God and we're going to heaven just because we repeat, repeated a few words and made a confession of faith. So they're teaching saved in your sins right? instead of saved from your sins. When Paul said sin shall have no dominion over you, and if you love the world or the things of the world, the love of God is even in you. So the first church taught separation from the world. Mm -hmm. The very first thing that a person does when he repents is separates himself from the things of the world, which is contrary to God. So the popular belief today, though, is that we can add Christ to our life, but not subtract sin. Which means there was no wow. repentance. Wow. Yeah. Which goes completely against the formula given by Peter on the day of Pentecost when they said, how should we be saved? Yeah. They exactly. have to repent, which means turn away from That's those things. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And, and then obey him in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. 
for, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is what empowers a person to live an overcoming victorious life. Um, so it's not just saying a few words or repeating a few words and sheepishly raising our hands while no one is looking. But it is um, more than that. It's where that you meet God. Amen. And there is a change on your life. You can never be the same again. Exactly. The desires that you once have, you have no more. Your desires are completely changed. Change. So that's what the born-again experience really is, is having your nature change, your desires change. You don't think the same thoughts. You don't have the same desires. You don't have the same attractions because you've now been, you know, You've been born by the Word of God. Yes. And that's what pulls you. That's what yes. inspires you. And that's what you know feeds your experience. It's not the entertainment of the world mm -hmm. because that doesn't attract you any longer because you've been born again. Or even church membership. Right. If church membership was enough, then 4,000 years of Jewish history uh, wouldn't have needed to be changed. Right. But knowing the law, knowing the holiness of God, uh, being obedient to the law was not enough. If it was, then Jesus wouldn't have come and brought us a New Testament. It took the blood to remedy sin. It's the only remedy of sin. Church joining will never do it. Doctrine will never do it. It'll take the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to remedy sin. Mm -hmm. But there's an effect of the power of the blood. That's right. right. It's can, more than a You confession. can see that effect even in Peter's life just automatically. You know, a man that went from denying Jesus Christ... Very good. Until yeah. where he received the Holy Ghost there at the day of Pentecost. And what does he do? He's not shirking away from, from him no more and hiding in the shadows. No, he's on a soapbox preaching a message in 3,000 souls. And then willing to die. Yes, a visible right. change. A visible change. And if church membership had been enough, Peter would have been good before that moment. He'd been with Jesus all that time exactly as a part of the correct. church. And yet Jesus told him, when you're born again. Yes. Right. Yeah. So exactly. being a follower of Jesus had not done him any good up to that point. Mm -hmm. Very good, yes. So this easy believism has a chokehold around many Christians today. And it's a part of fulfilling of Matthew 24, 24, of where that there are many that are being deceived. Yeah. And, and so they, in works, they deny him. Um, because iniquity abounds, the love of many waxes cold, the Bible said. Because why? Sin is abounding in the church. Yes. And so the love for God is really waxing cold, and therefore they gravitate to entertainment when it used to be the saving power of right. Jesus Christ was the drawing power for the church. Amen. That we, we come to church because it changed, it changed. a life. Amen. You gathered together expecting to see the Holy Spirit move. You oh, gathered expecting amen. to see the power of God change lives, heal the sick, deliver the bound, draw the backslider back. And so there was the attraction of the gospel. It had, it had a power to it. And when you have a church that no longer has the power of God working, it loses the attraction. So now how do we get people here? Back to what you spoke on with the entertainment and with this. And they get them in the door, but there's nothing changing them because the power's not there. So your Christianity at that point is no better than any other philosophy. So then we have to bring the world in and their bands and their music and their rock and roll and their entertainment. Um, and, and then we have to manufacture smoke screens you know so that um, smoke is coming up because it once was the cloud of glory that would fill the temple 
And then we have to have all our strobe lights because we no longer have the light of the Holy Ghost, the pillar of fire in the midst of the church. So now it's all manufactured by man rather than something that is real and that is concrete and that is life-changing and that has power in it. What was the attraction in the first age when men were in catacombs when they were persecuted and killed for the name of Christ, what was the attraction to the gospel? Why did the church continue to grow under those conditions when they didn't have strobe lights and didn't have smoke machines and didn't have air-conditioned buildings? What was the attraction that attracted people to endanger their own life to become a Christian? It, it was true salvation. It yes. was reality. Reality. And we can't get warm by a painted fire. <sighs> And we're not wanting to condemn people. But there is a Bible pattern. And I fear if we don't meet that Bible pattern, the Bible says great was the fall of the house that was not built upon a true rock. Well, you know, though we don't want to condemn, I do feel like there is a, a, a concern that I have within my heart when, when we see people that, you know, want to be saved in their sins and not from their sins. And yet... The Bible is clear. Paul said it in Romans 6. What shall we say then? Yeah. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God you know, we're preaching the grace God of God forbid. and the favor of God. But he said, oh, God forbid. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? So, you know, the Bible also said they turned the grace of God into lasciviousness, which is unbridled lust. And, and also that's a license for sin. And so, you know, that's, that is what the gospel has degenerated to. But I am convinced that God has to have a bride without spot or wrinkle. He's got to have a church. If you said, I'm going to have a church. Well, he cannot fail in that. Exactly. He has to do what he said he would do if he's God, and we know he's God. Amen. And that church will match the original church in the book of Acts. It'll be a continuation of the book of Acts. Look, in the upper room, they didn't have to manufacture fire and smoke screen. The pillar of fire came in, and it was real. It wasn't manufactured. It was a reality. And it changed lives. And it changed lives. And there you see the attraction. They come down under the power of the Holy Ghost, and with that true attraction, one sermon, 3,000 souls exactly. added to the kingdom because it wasn't a manufactured attraction. No. The Bible said in Acts eleven fifteen when when uh, Peter went into Cornelius' house and he began to preach unto them Jesus, led by a vision to that house. As he began to preach unto them Jesus, the Holy Ghost fell upon him. And he went back and reported to the Jews. They were like, what were you doing in a Gentile's house? And he began to give the testimony. And he picked up in Acts eleven fifteen. He said, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, the Gentiles, as on us at the beginning. And so Peter was signifying that the beginning of the New Testament church took place on the day of Pentecost. Yes. Well, Jesus said that they were to wait until they were endued with power, power. from power. on high. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was the place where Jesus poured his spirit out upon the church. It was never a church membership for God added to the church daily, right. such as should be saved. Amen. It was the power of God that gave birth to the New Testament church. The end, it must end the same way that it began. 
Right. Absolutely. So we got to come back to the absolute. We got to come back to the author and the finisher of our faith. If he was there at the beginning, he's got to be here at Amen. the end. Yes. So it's got to be Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because apart from Jesus, you do not even know truth. Amen. Right. And unless you hold to his teaching, you're not his disciple at all. Right. right. So, you know, um, there must be a love for truth or you're going to be swept away from by the strong delusion that is in the land today. Amen. And, you know, and the strong delusion comes and it makes truth sound like hate. Because people hate truth. That's right. true. That is true. And so, you know, Isaiah 5 and 20 says, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. So, um, there again, I believe that Jesus today is seeking for worshipers who will worship in sincerity and in truth. Two things. Sincere people who are looking for truth. And that's what we are about. Because Jesus said, if you hold in my teaching, then you are really my disciples. Mm. And then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Yeah, exactly, and so, you know, every church goer we see today, they claim they want to follow Jesus until they find out where he's taken them. But I believe that God started a church the way he wants it. And now he wants that church Amen. the way he started. That's right. And I, you know, in our next session I think it'll be good to delve further into this where we can see that that God is still here alive yes, in is. the midst of his people Amen. the same yesterday, today and forever. God bless you. Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.